welcome to the Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion. Pointless Cooperation Staunch competitive players may feel that cooperative games are a bit pointless. After all, it makes more sense if there's only one winner, rather than several, or so their reasoning might go. However, even if you love cooperative games, and even if you prefer them to competitive games, there's some games where you don't feel like you're achieving anything, and that might feel pointless to you. In this article, I want to look at this in a little more detail. The article was inspired by my mum, who asked me what the point of the crew was. It's not like every player tries to win for themselves, but everyone plays together to complete the current mission. I've grown up with trick-taking games and all of them were competitive ones. Well, not quite. Actually, all of the ones I've played in my teenage years and as a young adult were actually semi-cooperative. In Skat, a three-player trick-taking game, two people play against one. In Doppelkopf, there are two teams of two players each. So you're often playing cooperatively with another player, and you have to play accordingly, sometimes giving your partner cards so that you score higher as a team than the other players or players. However, ultimately, there's ever only one winner. You play Skat and Doppelkopf over a number of rounds, and after each round, players will score a number of points maybe even losing points depending on the game. Sometimes you decide the number of rounds in advance, but more often than not, you just keep playing until the evening draws to an end, or your lunch break is over, or there's some other reasons you used to stop. At that point, the player with the most points wins. Consequently, both games are actually competitive games. So, if you've grown up with trick-taking games, then the crew will feel a bit weird, and maybe a bit pointless. You just keep playing and either proceed to the next mission, if you win, or replay the same mission if you, as a team, fail. Sure, technically there are points. You can record how many attempts you needed to complete each mission, and you can compare your scores with other groups of players. But in reality, you just play because you enjoy the challenge and the increasing difficulty of the missions. You enjoy the crew because you have to think a bit differently from other trick-taking games, even though all your experience with trick-taking games comes into play and you'll be better at this game if you know trick-taking games well. I love the crew, as you're able to see my review of the game, but even I can see why my mum asked what the point of the game was. It's not like you're really working towards a goal, other than to complete the 50 missions the game has to offer. Theoretically, you could keep playing, and many people do, picking missions they enjoyed and playing them several times. Other cooperative games are different in that respect. In Pandemic, for example, there's a defined end to the game. You either find cures for every disease and win, or the deck or cubes run out and you lose. There's a clear target and you feel like you've achieved something when the game ends, or maybe you feel you could have achieved more if you had just had one more round to win the game. In Sleeping Gods, you explore a rich and detailed world, almost aimlessly, but even though there is no clear target, you have plenty of things to do and tasks to fulfill, that you feel you're achieving something as you play. You feel terrible when you have to return to a harbour to heal your crew, because the last battle didn't go in your favour. There's a sense of a story arc that ends when your event deck runs out. So I think the fact that the crew can basically be played forever and ever, even though there's a limit of 50 missions, makes it feel pointless. There is something else to consider though. One reason why I love the crew is that it teaches people trick-taking games. If you've never played one, you won't be familiar with the terms like trump cards, 
or mechanisms like following suit, or concepts like being long in one suit or emptying your hand of a suit. As you play the game together, cooperatively, you learn about these things. For beginners, that's the point, or at least one of the points of the crew. And when you become more experienced, the game does become more pointless in that sense. That is not to say that the crew isn't fun for experienced trick-taking players, or that it doesn't offer a challenge to them. So it's not actually pointless, of course. It's fun to play a game together as a family or with friends, even if you're not achieving anything within the game. I love playing the crew with my parents and I enjoyed learning to use their experience and change their approach that we, as a team, would complete the mission successfully. In fact, sometimes it's more fun to play a pointless game because you don't have to think so much about the game so you can focus on the social element a lot more. You have the brain space to talk with the people around the table in a meaningful way and you can really listen. The game almost fades into the background and is just an excuse to sit together and be together. So pointless games definitely aren't a bad thing. Now I wonder what you think about cooperative games. Do you enjoy them? Do you prefer them to competitive games? Have you ever played a cooperative game that felt a bit pointless in the way I discussed in this article? Which game was it? Please share thoughts and experiences in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog topic discussion podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my Patreon supporters. Royal Patrons, Nicholas Higgins and Sean Newman. Magic Champion, Zeb Hicks. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed, Richard Simpson and Tim Vernick.